Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Good morning. First episode of 2021. Might be a better year. Oh, I really hope everyone's having a good year so far. I mean, it's what, 22 <laughs> days in. How was your Chrissy, Im? Christmas was okay. It was all right. The day itself was, was quite nice, actually. Um, although I was pretty devastated as, you know, it was the first Christmas since losing mum and my mm. sister and I had planned to spend the day together with the kids and we'd ordered all this really nice food and, um, yeah, we had everything planned and then lockdown happened. So she got locked down in like the northern, northern part of the northern beaches. So we weren't able to see each other. So that was quite upsetting. But I had some friends over and um, my stepdad, Chris, came over and we had a good day. Good. Did a bit of the old cherry pip spitting competition. What is that? Oh, oh, you're so English, are you? <laughs> this is an Aussie tradition at Christmas. So you obviously have a bowl of cherries and you eat the cherry and then spit the pip to see how far you can get it. And we were trying to aim for the fence and like, I was pretty shit at it. I have never but, heard of that. Okay, next Christmas we're doing it. Get me pips out. <laughs> get your pips out. Um, that is, yeah, I can't see that going down in the UK. Yeah. What about you, Sal? Yeah, my Christmas was okay. We were in lockdown, so we live on the northern beaches, which had a COVID spike. So we, yeah, we're in lockdown, but we're in the southern part of the northern beaches. So unlike your sis, we could go out and about for the three days over the Christmas period. So we actually, um, so we were supposed to see some friends who live in Bondi, but we couldn't go there. So we cooked pancakes for our neighbour. Oh, yes, I love this. Oh, honestly, when you told me that and the photo of her sitting there, so happy that she was eating the pancakes. You guys are the cutest. So her name's Muriel and she lives in the apartment above us. And my husband has been helping her with her phone and like with techie stuff because she's I think she's 85 so she doesn't really have a steer on technology um and she told us that she was spending the day alone so we went round in the morning made her pancakes and had a chat had a glass of wine and yeah just hung out for a bit so that was nice because the thought of her being on her own for Christmas day I was like I can't deal with that really really yeah broke my heart so so that was good that was really nice and then just chilled out for a couple of hours we had some prawns and like you know put the barbie on um stereotypical um and then in the evening we went round to a friend's house and there was about 10 of us that got together and had some drinks and food I feel like you called me really drunk like that night yeah I'd yeah, had a few. yeah. <laughs> and I was like still pretty drunk myself yeah I'd had a few champers a few uh, babies yeah and the thing is you know I was phoning like because every Christmas day oh so you were phoning other people too it wasn't just me <laughs> I thought I was special oh you are special <laughs> but I was phoning like friends and fam back home because their midday is like our 11 p.m so yeah, oh, yeah my poor family every Christmas day they do get a few merry phone calls but yeah it was really nice like the weather was actually quite bad so we just chilled out read books and you know like sometimes you know when it's a really hot day here in Sydney you feel like I need to be outside um so it wasn't too bad it was like miserable weather so we just were were fine being indoors just read a lot of books read a lot of Laura Lynn Jackson books well I say a lot the two that she's written can we talk about surviving death Yes. Has anybody seen Surviving Death? And if you haven't, get on that right away. If you're into the afterlife and signs and wanting to connect with your loved one, it is a great documentary. It really is. And there's six episodes and they cover life after death, signs, mediumship, uh, ghosts. They talk about reincarnation. They kind of cover the whole spectrum. But it's really well produced, really fascinating. And I think even if you're a skeptic, like my husband is a skeptic, but he found it really, really interesting. It's just very, very insightful into sort of, you know, who kind of the players are in that space globally and what kind of, yeah, like what stories um, people have about, you know, receiving signs and like there's some really really poignant um parts of the series i found it so comforting especially the first episode um losing my mum to suicide Mm. i 
just hearing that there is something after death and knowing that that's not it it's you know it's not as final as that and Mm. it was just so comforting for me to hear and there were even details which I won't go into because they're quite traumatic but the way that my mum died there were people who had survived near-death experiences the same type of way and they talked about how it was actually quite an amazing experience like when they Mm. were actually dying and it kind of brought me comfort and thought okay it's not as maybe it's not as you know traumatic for her as I pictured or I don't know it was just yeah there were some parts of it that I really felt like I needed to hear Mm -hmm. but the sign stuff like how oh just listening to those parents talking about like losing their children as well and you can just sense the desperation in loved ones just trying to connect and Mm -hmm. we can fully relate to all of that and it just it does bring about so much comfort if you can you know, take little signs as that they're around and they're with us and and death, you know, it isn't the end. It's a nice thought to have, definitely. So if you haven't watched Surviving Death on Netflix, check it out, see what you think. Let us know on Instagram. We'd love to know what you think. And I guess that's a nice segue into our guest for today. This is a very exciting episode. It's a little bit different, I think, to the episodes that we've done before because we talked to Jo Zamet, who is, um, you can find her on Instagram at Story and Co. And she has built a really beautiful community around sort of her practice of meditation and manifestation and asking the universe she's very into I guess the spiritual side of life and she joined us to talk about how she connects with her mum spiritually through practices such as meditation it's a really interesting conversation and a little bit different I think to what we've spoken about it is it is quite different and yeah I I personally took a lot away from it and Mm. and Sal and I both kind of like we just felt like we were on another energy level after speaking with Jo she's she's an incredible woman and just so positive and Mm. she was able to take the experiences of what happened to her and turn it into something positive and try and make the most out of it. I know I know it's so difficult when you're deep in loss to find any things to be grateful for and, and you know, any sort of positivity. It's really interesting to hear her take on sort of how our loved ones are still with us and yeah hopefully listeners will take something away you might find you know you can really relate to some things that she says or you might want to incorporate some of the practices that she talks about but hopefully there are some good nuggets and some you know bits of insight that everyone can can take away from this chat so yeah and some some funny stories from Sal and I you'll you'll get to get to know some of our funny little stories and um manifesting you know is a big one that we do talk about in the episode and Sal and I have been since the start of this year being really good at doing our manifesting we've been following the Gabby Bernstein's 21 days of manifestation how are you going with that because I actually have not done them all yet have you not I've been actually good I've been doing them every day I've been really like I've been yeah I've been on it just yeah. um because I know that if I don't then it'll be you know a couple of days and I'll leave it, it and yeah then that's kind of happened to me but I need to do it first thing in the morning because if I don't do it first thing in the morning, it gets late at night. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. The last thing I want to do is manifest. But yeah. uh, you've got to be very kind of strict with it, I think. Definitely. Every morning for the last month, I've been, I get up, I do five minutes of meditation. So I'm not putting any pressure on myself to try and do 15 minutes. I know at the moment I don't have the capacity. So I do five minutes and then I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And then I'll say, an affirmation out loud a couple of times and then I do my manifesting challenge so I feel good yeah it's a new I'm trying to force some new habits because I they, it makes me feel good when I've taken the time to do five minutes of meditation I feel like I'm in a good headspace for the day and also like I found like I've read like you know over the years like gratitude is like really important and actually yeah when I do write out the things that I'm grateful for I do feel even if I'm having a very griefy day and even if I feel like you know things are shit just those three things it can literally be I'm grateful for walking outside today to get some fresh air and I feel good for it it puts me in a good mindset so that gratitude practice can be so you know so helpful when you're grieving I know in my early days when I just there was nothing to live for in my mind when I had so many things around me to live for but in that moment I couldn't see it because all I could focus on was was the loss and so I would do that as well I'd sort of write down each morning even just three things to be grateful for and it and it pulls you out of it a little bit definitely you know? 
Give it a go. Three three things can be really yeah, simple. Yeah, some homework. Yeah. For you guys. When you wake up in the morning, write down three things. Very simple. What am I grateful for? And just see how you feel, whether you feel a little bit lighter in the start to the day and it just switches your mindset a little bit. Give it a go. Give it a go. Certainly helps me. So I hope that it would help you too. So should we jump in to our conversation with Jo? Yes, let's bring her in. Hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, girls. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Sal and I are super pumped to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm loving what you girls are doing and the light and love you're putting back into the world to help others. Oh, thank you. Right back at you. We are all over your site, Story & Co. We love what you do and just the content that you're putting out there is just so inspiring and so informative. So thank you for what you do as well. It's so good to chat yeah. to you finally. We're looking forward yeah. to picking your brains because no, yeah. I know a lot of what you talk about is spirituality and mm. you know manifestation and connecting with your loved ones on the other side and Im and I are all for that and we're so, so interested in everything that you talk about and how you connect with your mum by meditation and it's like so much amazing content that you've put out there talking about stuff that is so important to discuss when you've lost a loved one you know keeping their spirit involved in your life mm-hmm. yes definitely and definitely in the kids life as well mm. uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a huge part of who I am and what our life is to keep her keep her here with us it's so important, isn't it? Because it's just hard to imagine that, you know, you, our mums are with us for most of our life and then next minute they're gone. It's like how can that be – how can it be that final? Like surely it's not yeah. that final. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we all have a purpose and, you know, unfortunately it has to – it all has to end for us. And when our purpose is done and our – for this lifetime, it's time for us to move on. And um, But there can be so many beautiful ripple effects of love and light from an experience if we just we, we just search for the silver lining um, from it. Absolutely. I am sort of all over that as well. Like I, I'm trying to – I'm sort of on this path to try and find my purpose in what's happened. I know it's still so early for me. Like I only lost my mum in February, but – just having that focus and, and trying to find the bigger meaning and the bigger picture of life, like it's really opened me up to this kind of – I'm having a bit of a spiritual awakening as well. Like I know you've discussed that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, and I think in our lifetime we go through all different forms of hardship and grief and loss and, and during those, you know, I sort of say nudges or accidents or, you know, reminders that – it's an opportunity for, for us to heal um, and return to us, our, our authentic self and our true self. That is so true. Wise words, Joe. You lost your mum when you were 29. Can you tell us what happened? We, my husband and I just got married. We just returned from our honeymoon. We'd been married for about six weeks. Um, and I got a call on mum's phone. And um, as I answered it, the, the so so the phone was ringing and mum's name came up and I answered it and I was about to actually tell her mum I think I'm pregnant but it was my mum's partner saying mum was in the ambulance so we um, quickly headed to the hospital but um, we had already found, like we found out that she'd actually passed at home from a major heart attack oh my um, God. But, yeah but then the next day I did the test and I found out I was pregnant now with my eldest son Hunter. So um, that's how it happened. And, you know, mum was, mum was like really, really well. Like this was just very, very sudden and um, it was a major shock because she wasn't sick, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we were best friends. We were so close. So, um, yeah, but during the, the pregnancy, I had, I had suffered from Lyme disease. I had chronic illness for 20 years and they weren't sure what it was and, um, just before I got married, they found out I had Lyme and I was on treatment for 18 months. So it was very vigorous. It was likened to AIDS treatment. Um, so I was vomiting every day. And then I had my pregnancy and I was vomiting throughout the whole pregnancy. But um, of course, straight after I had Hunter, a bit of a story, um, 
four days after I kept on vomiting blood, I had a beautiful pregnancy um, and labor, uh, sorry, labor. And then four days after I was vomiting blood, anyway, I had to go in for an emergency um, stomach surgery. So I, I was, um, they said, look, your stomach is about to burst at any moment. Um, oh we God. need to get, it was like Anzac Day long weekend, but there was no surgeons around. Like my obstetrician was amazing. He got, you know, a doctor in straight away and she's like, and, and she actually came out, she's like, after 30 years of doing this, I've never seen a stomach lining so thin. And that, that was just from like going from two years of vomiting, you know, with the, the Lyme treatment, which I was in remission from. But then, then having the nine months of pregnancy, just being sick. Anyway, they basically said to me, um, you know, you're going to have to say goodbye to your newborn and your husband because we don't know if you're going to survive this because your stomach could burst on the table. What? And oh, my yeah, goodness. So it was like, you know, gut-wrenching. And After everything you've been through as well, you know. The, the thing was, um, you know, it, you know, I just prayed to mum and I'm just like, just help me through this. Like, I I didn't, like, it gave me gratitude so much more. I was so grateful for my baby and my husband, but it gave me that even more gratitude for them. And I think this was the turning point that it really connected my two worlds. It, it took away my fear of death, but it gave me the gratitude for life. And, um... You know, I just, I I truly believe mum, that was a huge part of mum passing those nine months prior because I wouldn't have survived that surgery. Uh, She was up there getting all the angels, helping me and getting me through. And yeah, I, so I can see that beautiful silver lining um, in her having passing because I just wouldn't have got through it. And, you know, so then you know, navigating through um, my first six months of motherhood. Um, You know, I was on liquids. I had tubes coming out of my stomach. I was trying to navigate breastfeeding. Which on its own, breastfeeding on its own is hard enough. Yeah, so it was was something I never thought I would be experiencing. I didn't think I would be having, you know, to do this without my mum and, you know, have, have all this um, this extra added stress of having a newborn, being a new mum and having this thing. But it really just grounded me and allowed me to go slow in the situation and, you know, talk to mum throughout it, let her guide me, let, it, let us guide us both. And it just gave me so much gratitude, so much gratitude for surviving, getting through like gratitude for my husband who was amazing and, you know, and allowed me to grieve as well. You are so inspiring, Joe. Like this is insane. Like how you got through that and, you know, in the moment we're finding, you know, gratitude and the strength to to move through all of that. Like that's, yeah, inspirational. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I just find that, you know, I was so nervous throughout my pregnancy. The biggest thing I was nervous about wasn't the pregnancy, wasn't those usual things. It was having the baby. I was worried that when, you know, you get Will back to the, the, the room and um, everyone's there, like my dad, my husband's family, my brother, and my mum isn't there. That was my biggest fear that was, you know, I just wanted her there and her absence would be the thing that would be sticking out rather than the good that was surrounded. Yeah. And um, I remember during my labour and I was pushing and her face came to me, her beautiful, gentle, smiling face just was right in front of mine as I closed my eyes and I pushed my baby out and they gave me, they gave me him and I literally felt like she was there I always just expected her to be there during pregnancy and, you know, motherhood. So I sort of, we didn't really always speak about those things. And I think until you experience pregnancy, you know, you don't know those questions to ask. And so, um, you know, I never, I, I didn't want my kids not knowing my story and what I, how I navigate, navigated through grief 
and motherhood. So that's why I started Story and Co and the blog and um, but since then it has really evolved into me truly returning to myself and coming to my sole purpose of wanting to serve and help as many women and children and families um, and just to remind them that you know, we all have the inner resources to effectively meet each challenge in our life. We don't need to seek out other or, you know, we, we can really get through everything and everything that we need is within us. And that's why, you know, I wrote my book for parents and kids, my happy book. And now um, next week I'm releasing a meditation series because that's a huge part of, you know, my journey and, you know, just, just giving encouragement to people that you know you can do it and you can get through it and you know I wouldn't I don't think I would have come here without losing mum so that's my biggest one of my one of my biggest silver linings silver linings is such a nice way to look at it and I think we both feel very very similar to that you know we wouldn't be here doing what we're doing now if it wasn't for our mums passing away um you use meditation in your day-to-day. Can you tell us how you use it to connect with your mum? Yeah, absolutely. So um, just in terms of meditation, so I've always, I've always been, I've always done prayer and like I said, I've always been very religious and meditation has just been another form of that for me. And But I always struggled because I always had such an analytical brain, an active brain, and I'm like, I can't do this. So um, I'm just like, I'm just going to, create one promise for myself every day that I start with one minute of meditation a day and I've just gradually increased it and um, every day I can honestly say you know I can't wait for meditation I can't wait to do it and it's during that time that's where I meet mum every morning and I can say that I probably haven't been closer to her since like the five years than I am now with her um it's truly helped me understand that, you know, we are souls having a human experience and it's just, you know, our form and our body that dies, um, but our souls continue on. So doing my meditations and accessing my higher self, I meet her and, you know, I ask her all day um, throughout the day, mum, show me a sign if I'm on track. And um, actually, you know, and this conversation is with my kids all the time. And um, we always say when we see, you know, white butterflies, that's grandma. And my son, actually, Hunter, he's learning to ride without training wheels. And he's been quite nervous about it. And um, the other day he had 10 white butterflies just come around him. And he just said, look, mum, grandma's here helping me. Um, you know, she gave me the confidence to keep going. And he, like, he just, he then did it. He was able to write. That's and, beautiful. And, I love that. And, and it's just like, it reminds me exactly of what my husband said to me, you know, when I was pregnant and he just said, you know, she, her role is different. You know, mm. a physical grandparent could be here, you know, holding him um, and pushing him along and showing him those things. And that's what I like missed that she was going to miss out on, but she's not missing it because she's guiding she's, in oh, different ways. Yes. She's there. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, what you know, a wise husband you have. I know. <laughs> oh, he's so wise. Uh, he's so wise. Like, I will be reading these ancient texts for hours and journaling and, you know, I'm such a learner and I'm doing all this stuff and then I'll be, like, contemplating and, like, something will come up and I'll be talking to him and he's, like, literally just, he just says from what those books have told me in, like, such a concise sentence. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's an old amazing. soul. He is, he is, 100%. He's amazing. I've got to to um, tell you um, my story. So I also look for signs all the time and my mum is also a butterfly to me, which is my kind of comfort whenever I see butterflies, I think of her. But we had a um, memorial for my mum not long ago at her best friend's property and we went to go plant a tree and there was like an opening in because she lives in the forest and there was an opening and as we came up to plant the tree, the whole field was filled with hundreds of butterflies and we all just got like chills and we're like, oh my God, she's here. Like if there was a sign today, it was going to be a butterfly and then there's hundreds flying around our head like that. This is just 
mind-blowing like it's not a coincidence there's absolutely no way and they said they've never seen that amount of butterflies there before like it's just not it was her 100 percent. yeah and they are coincidences you know things happen for a reason you know yeah and these beautiful signs that you get and all we have to do is ask you know we have free will angels have free will and we just need to say show me a sign and be specific say in the next 24 hours show me like I have a spirit animal and my spirit animal's a whore oh my god I have to tell you this story I'm sorry (laughs) Joe. oh my god so um Sally and I met up for dinner like a couple of weeks ago and she just listened to um Fern Cotton's podcast wasn't it with Gabrielle Bernstein Gabrielle Bernstein and um yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you finish the story, Salva. This is mind blowing. So I had listened to Gabby Bernstein's. Um, do you, are you a fan of hers, Joe? Love, love, yeah. love. Her. And um, and so I just listened to this podcast, and in the podcast, she says you've got to ask for a sign, but you've got to be specific. So don't ask for a butterfly. Ask for like a pink butterfly, or you know, yeah. a blue unicorn, or something, something. that you're not going to see every day. So um, yeah. I'm sitting there. And I'm at the beach and I'm sitting there and I, I'm like, right, what am I going to... And she said, you know, think of something that comes to your mind quickly. And for some reason, I just went, a sloth. That's my sign. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a... Like, was, yeah, lots of sloths getting around Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Northern beaches, full of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it was like the week before, you know, it was my last week at my job full time, obviously going freelance and and focusing on the podcast so I was like right universe if I'm on the right path show me a sloth so anyway that was like I don't know 1 p.m on the Sunday and then I met up with him at like 4 p.m on the same day and we're having dinner and Layla Im's daughter is watching Im's phone nobody mum shame me for this I got the old YouTube out so I could have a minute to talk to Sally (laughs) and so any mum shamers out there please just (laughs) one day you'll understand Um, and um and Im goes oh look Layla there's your sloth and I was like, what? A commercial came on, like an ad on the YouTube video that she was watching. And it was this purple flossing sloth that my friend bought her. And I have never seen an ad for it. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. Look, Layla, it's your purple flo- flossing fl- flossing sloth. Oh, my God, I can't even say it. Flossing sloth. That's really <laughs> tongue twister. And I was like, oh, and Sally goes, oh, my God, I have to tell you something. I was like, what? She goes, I literally asked today for the universe to show me a sloth if I was on the right path. I was like, yep. fuck off. And then and then we were talking about like content for Instagram, weren't we? And we were like, oh, what's coming up? Like, you know, what are we gonna what are we gonna be doing this week on Insty? And you had saved like the next post that you wanted to do was from yes, a, the a, Happy Sloth Club. Yeah. So I was like, not one but two. <gasps> Yeah, just in case you doubted you're on the right path. I mean, I think go. that counts, right, Joe? Would that that counts? Would you say one hundred percent? You know, when um when you ask the universe, especially for your spirit animal or a sign, it's not in a way that you would expect, and it's like right in your face, and you just cannot deny. It. And when I was asking about the horse, we live around horses all the time, so I'm like, it's going to be easy. But I did not <laughs> see a horse all that day, and then we went to a wedding in the middle of the city and we parked and it was so random. They had this horse stable, but it wasn't like horse and carriage. It was like just this random man had had this horse staying in this city centre and it just like popped its head around. I'm like, there's my spirit animal. Like, there's my sign. It will, it, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was your sign 100%. I love it. So- and- I like went away that night. I was like, all right, what's mine? What's my <laughs> spirit animal? And so I was like, okay, pink elephant. Come on, pink elephant. Show me. And then it went, days went by. I'm like, Sal, I'm not getting it. Like, I'm not on the right path. <laughs> and then I was dropping my daughter to daycare and I went inside to get her bag out of the little um, shelves there. And I turned my head to the right and I was thinking about it. It was on my mind a lot. And I was like, oh, I just need that sign. And then I turned to the right. There's a pink elephant sitting on the bench and I've never seen it there. It's like they put it there just for me. I was like this little pink toy elephant. I was like, yes. (laughs) And and this is the thing. When you start doing this like daily, like I literally will do it daily. And now my kids do it all the time. They 
Like even Hunter, he just you know asked for on his Santa's list um, for his own angel cards. Like he's so immersed in this, and when you just do it all the time, it's like you know what? I don't need to ask a thousand friends or that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> wow, you have a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. Or like you know family members or anything. You know, I like I can get guidance. You know, from mum, from within. And these are beautiful ways of doing it. And, you know, meditation is that first way of just quietening the mind so you can just listen and observe. So, yeah, so I'm so glad that you did that. It's, um, yeah, we, we were both, like, pretty blown away. Yeah, but, um, mind-blowing. I've just got to tell you one thing, Oh, actually. my God. This is about Joe, not us. I feel like this whole no, episode has I been about it. us. No, no. So I read, I read <laughs> on your... Um, so on your intro about you um, on Story Co, you talk about how you met your husband and how you manifested him and wrote down word for word what you wanted, and he literally was that. Yeah. Oh, stop! I know where this is going, and I just feel like stop. Imogen. Imogen has a very similar story, but it's probably yeah, it's not as romantic <laughs> as yours. But oh my god, okay. So I feel like we're so similar, Joe. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so. I was going through a breakup with my um, previous partner and my mum had actually told me to write down manifestations and she said, write down what you exactly what you want in a partner, like word for word, be so specific. And yeah. so I did. And so I've still got the list. It's handwritten. I was in Queensland at the time working on a show up there and um, I put the date on it and I wrote a long list. And it was a full A4 page. Things like kind eyes, generous, um, warm, social, um, but, you know, loves to have fun but not a big drinker, you know, things like that. And so I've always had this kind of thing for interesting Mediterranean men, right? Just got to put it out there. Anyway, I ended up with a pasty Englishman, but on my (laughs) list... (laughs) On my list, I put, this is where you've got to be really careful when you're manifesting listeners. I put down interesting surname, thinking (laughs) I was going to be Imogen, you know, what's an interesting surname, like Galifianakis. I don't know. That's really Greek, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, um, I accidentally manifested someone called Ben Tongue, like tongue in your mouth, what? T-O-N-G-U-E, tongue. That's not what I meant, Universe, when I said interesting surname. I didn't mean that I needed someone called Tongue. So now I'm petrified. It's like, if we get married, I'm Mrs. Tongue. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> He's going to kill it. me for this. Like, my poor daughter is called, yeah, her, name, her surname is now Tongue. <laughs> Well, Bobby created it. <laughs> I did. I put it out there and the universe listened. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Well, see the power and the power we have from within. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm very careful when I'm doing my manifestations, like, to be specific but, like, right down to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing I've sort of I've sort of learned too with manifestation, and this is this is – I've always been a big manifester and like I said, I have I wrote down for my husband and I, you know, I did the vision board from 18 and was into the secret and all that sort of stuff. But this year I've really um, sort of like had a further awakening and opened my eyes to the, the, the four stages of consciousness. Are you aware of that, of the um, Dr. Michael Beckwith? No, um, what no. Tell us more. So this is beautiful. Um, I've written a blog on this and um, – so there's four stages. So stage one is, you know, life is happening to me. So this is our victim stage. This is our stage that, you know, I'm sad because this person did this. This happened in my life. I, You know, I lost this job. I, I lost this person. So victimhood, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then stage two is manifestation. Life is happening because of me. So this is a very masculine stage, very important stage, um, you know, where we, we make our, our goals, our, our visions, our world come, come into fruition, like you said, with your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a very masculine stage. And, you know, if you're an, if you're an entrepreneur and, um, you know, even our world as it is at the moment, we're in a very masculine 
masculine stage. We're all about the hustle and we're all about creating out and it's all happening because of me. Mm-hmm. But then the next beautiful stage is stage three. Life is happening through me. And this is a very uh, feminine energy. And, and also when I speak of feminine and masculine energy, that's not just for males. Uh, for females, this is for males and females. We all, we both, our right sides are masculine and our left sides are feminine. And, you know, we've got to have a balance of both. And this beautiful stage three is when life is happening through me and I'm surrendering and um, I'm going with the flow and I'm allowing. And this is a beautiful stage for parents to be in for children as well um, and allowing children to be, you know, who they choose to be but when we manifest I always say this is what my intent is so that feeling this is what I want to feel rather than saying I want to lose 10 kilos or anything like that it's I want to feel strong I want to add up and then I always say this or something better so I release it and um and I I don't give God my plan I don't give God universe whatever word resonates with you angels and I just allow that they're going to give me this or something better. And then, you know, stage four is a beautiful, you know, stage that um, which is life is happening as me and we're all connected. And, you know, this is a stage where, you know, we all have God, universe, light and love within and we're all connected. We're not separate. And, we're, you know... It's a beautiful stage. A lot of a lot of women explain this stage, you know, when they first hold their baby after childbirth and things like that. But it's lovely to be in this stage of bliss and joy and love, and you perceive the world with love and each other with love and not fear. And um, you know, we can be in our life. Our finance story might be we're at a stage three and everything's always very flowing. But for other people, they might be in a stage one. Um, and, you know, there's always a struggle. Um, and then, you know, relationships with friends or with partners, you may be in a stage one, but, you know, you might eventually, you know, meet that one and you're at um, a stage four. So it's not linear and it's not we're always at stage four and we've arrived, you know. It's, um, it's not a judgment or there's no stage better than other. It's just where we're meant to be. And I think... When I sort of adapted this and meditation again has helped with this because it's just, you know, sometimes I just wake up and I, I have, might have an attempt to this day bring me joy and bliss or love. But some days I just say, just allow me to be a vessel. And, you know, what I'm meant to do, you know, you will show me the way and through signs and through that knowing. And it's just it's nice because we're no longer looking for more. We're no more, we're, we're not always striving and struggling, which sometimes, you know, manifestation can produce in us. And, you know, sometimes when, even when we manifest um, and we're not doing it through intent or we're not doing it um, where we're allowing the process, we, you know, we get to that manifestation and we're still not happy, you know. If I make this amount of money, I want more. Like, we get there and then we want more or... Yeah. <clears throat> You know, you know, with kids, you know, um, we all we've we've done it throughout our life. When when we get our license, or you know, that will be the best. Or when we finish school, or oh, when I get to university, that that's going to be the best. I know when I get my job, or then and then you know when I retire. We're always chasing something. We are, yeah. and you know, it's the beauty of the allowing stage and that gentleness and flow, because we can still manifest and dream, but just handing it over as well and being guided. So, um, yeah, that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way I start to look at things now. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think people can get so stuck in that victimhood mm. state as well. Especially, like I think, you know, in the early days I was, why me? Why my life? Like, why did this happen to me? You know, it was all about me. And then, you know, I, with a lot of work for, with counsellors, they're sort of like, stop asking why. Like, you're playing the victim. You need to kind of yeah move out of that that state because it was really doing me absolutely no favors and yeah and and, you know with that too it was you needed to go through that um and you know my biggest my biggest thing is feel um don't deny the pain um when that grief storm hits 
feel it, acknowledge it, cry. Um, and let it go. And lean into it, you know, and I, yeah. it's like don't ignore it. And, you know, and sometimes, oh, you know, I might be being a victim, but that's okay. And like, that's what you need right now. And, you know, and I think when we gently see other people as well in that stage, we can go, that's just what they need right now. And that's okay. And I think, you know, just being gentle and just being aware and just going, you know what, I'm actually, I maybe I am in this victim stage at the moment. Is it serving me right now? Well, maybe it's helping me grieve. Maybe it's helping me get through. But, you know, maybe tomorrow I might try something else. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Back to your point about, you know, when when you do have those kind of overwhelming feelings and you've got to let yourself feel it. Like um, last night I was – my anxiety was just getting really high and I remember messaging Sal and I was like, Sal, I'm super anxious. Like my breath is getting really shallow and I knew that I – was obviously having a build-up of grief and I needed to get it out. And that was my yeah. body telling me, like, sit sit with this. Like, you need to kind of feel this and then let it go. And so I made a point and I went outside and I put on some um, ugly cry music. If you've listened to our previous episodes, we, you know, we try and promote for everyone to have an ugly, ugly cry playlist. So it helps yeah. to get those big emotions out. So I was putting on some sad songs that, you know, remind, reminded me of my mum and I had a big cry and I just – sat with it and I was just looking up at the moon and just letting myself sit in that sadness Good. and it yep. hurts it really fucking hurts yep. like my chest yep. is hurting and I was so sad and then I picked myself up and I got on with the night and I felt better mm. you've yeah. got to sit in it you've Ouch. got to do it and it, and it works it's the only way and I think that's so important to model to our kids as well to you know, we're not going to fix their pain or their hardship. We're going to just sit next to you and let you feel. We're going to hold your hand through it. But I'm going to let you feel pain and pain's okay because pain is part of our human experience. And um, and I think, yeah, letting them see that and that's, so, that's okay. Um, and as you were talking, I was thinking of, you know, the beautiful metaphor of water and um, water the flow and ebb and if you're you know you're in a wave and you can't fight against the wave you have to just let it flow until it comes to the shore where it calms down you know once you fight against it you know you're never going to win you're going to drown and it's just going to keep on burying that pain until you go with the flow and you surrender and you let it come to that simmering end and that that rest restful restful spot in your soul it's so true and grief so will keep true. popping up in other ways if you don't face it, yeah. you know, or come up in physical, you know, ways. Your health will decline, like your sleep will be disturbed, you know, it doesn't go away if you try to suppress it. It just manifests yeah. in different forms. Yeah. 100% and, you know, everyone is our teacher or our student and every everything is just a mirror of what we need to learn and deal with. And so whether, like you said, it is a health thing or it's a situation with a friend, a colleague, um, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, or if you don't, you, you keep on, the other day I kept on taking the wrong exit <laughs> and I, I ended up, I actually went for a Reiki session yesterday and she's out um, Chatswood Way and I ended up on the Harbour Bridge and I did it twice. Oh, I have had that too. My brain just goes haywire sometimes before I have like a big Reiki session. Do you find like Reiki helps you connect with your mum? It was interesting. Like throughout my whole Reiki session, it was just, and my mum actually came during the theology Reiki session, and it was, you know, mum was like, relax, rest, gentle, go slow. And it's like, okay, you've told me now, it's time for me to listen, you know, and we get these little nudges throughout our life. Joe, I wanted to ask you so before you were talking about, you know, sitting with children with, while they grieve, like, Obviously, your kids didn't get to meet your mum in the physical sense. And my daughter, she was too young. She won't remember my mum at all. Um, how how do you keep her alive for your kids? So I, I, obviously, I want my daughter to know my mum. Like th- this is the main thing that breaks my heart the most is she won't get to do all those things that you mentioned, like buy her gifts anymore and be just be there for her and watch her grow and be that role model for her. But how do you keep that alive for your kids and how do you, your kids know your mum? Because I know you're the type of person that, that I'm sure they know all about her and, and feel like they do know her. 
Yeah, and like I love this question. This is really, really something I'm passionate about because um, children, my my children, all of them, I 100% have a knowing that they knew mum before they knew me. I know their souls connected. She she helped them throughout the whole pregnancy. She was there, so I know that they, my all my three children. I've got three. I've got Hunter who's four, Archie who's three, and Evie who's 18 months. And they all speak of her as if they know her. Evie will point to the photo of her and say, Memma, Grandma. And, you know, every day we pray and we meditate and we always say, Hi, Grandma. I'm, I've always been very, with my prayer, I've always been, not. it's not been a formal prayer, it's always been, Hi, God, today we did this. And just an open conversation. And, you know, before we have our meal, before we, you know, we go out the door, we always, we talk and they talk to grandma. She has spoken about um, just like her other grand, their, their other grandparents. Um, her photo is present. Um, they ask her for help. Like I was mentioning before about my son with riding um, his bike and his training wheels and the, the butterflies. Um, yeah. If it's a bad dream. He'll always say, oh, grandma came to me last night or asked grandma to help. Um, every birthday, every Christmas, they get a book from her. Um, it, when Even when it's birthdays and, you know, we've got cake around, her photo's there, she's with us. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just having that conversation. My dad lives in Queensland, so he's on FaceTime a lot. So my kids are used to not seeing... Um, you know, even though they do have my husband's family and they see them all the time, but they're used to, like, you know, having that different relationship with people, whether it's through a phone, whether it's, you know, through a spirit, spirit. And I think it's just allowing them to explore that and um, and speaking of them. And my grandparents all passed away when I was young, um, so I never knew them. And I feel so close to them. I've always, when like I've ever gone in for a procedure or having a needle, I always, you know, speak to my grandparents and ask them to take away any of the pain. So, you know, it, I know it works because I personally know that I feel really close with my grandparents and, you know, I can see it in my kids all the time. So just having that open conversation and, it, and also um, like, and this is with a lot of people as well right at the beginning during grief, it's okay to talk about them. A lot of people, you know, tiptoe around it. They don't want to bring it up. But I think if you bring up their name and you talk about them, you know, they live on. And that's okay because it's not going to – and if, if I do cry, that's okay as well. So – and they see me cry and that's okay. What – Hunter will be like, what's wrong, Mummy? I just miss Grandma today. But that's okay. And he'll, he'll even remind me. He's so wise, that little one. He'll remind me. Like, she's here. Just have to ask her. We just have to see our butterfly. So – um yeah, and you know, all all my kids do meditation as well, and that's you know a big a big part of their connection with mum as well. So, yeah, great. There's some amazing tips that I am definitely going to take on board. And I yeah, I was also thinking like for Christmas, I wanted to pop because my mum loved op shopping, so she always bought Layla like all this secondhand stuff. Which I was like, mum, stop buying shit. Now I feel really <laughs> bad about that. I'm like. Oh, I wish we were here to buy shit for my daughter. Um, but I was thinking of like popping into an op shop and just letting her guide me and pick something for Layla for Christmas from her. And love that. Love that. My yeah. mum, she loved books. That's why she would buy books. So mum yeah. would be reading four or five books a, a week. So that's why that's significant to her. But I, yeah. I think that's beautiful because that's just bringing or like even you know cooking their favourite meal. You know, once a week. You know, this is what grandma used to cook us or. You know, she was not the best cook. <laughs> she was an awful cook. <laughs> she was great for so many other things, but not cooking. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do think like cooking is a great way. If if you know people's loved ones were a great cook to cook their favorite meals, I think it's such a nice kind of comforting connection to them. Yeah. Or even just like an activity that they like to do, if they love the water or love the beach or, you know, what, whatever they love. Like I know even, you know, my my father-in-law, like he loves the farm. So when that day does come, you know, that's always going to be his memory with the cows and being on the farm and keeping keeping him alive that way. 
it's um yeah it's it's it it is so it's such a nice thing to do isn't it to do something that they love because you do feel like my mum also loved op shopping and him and I have spoken quite a few times about how our mums are quite similar oh my god but oh how hor- god. but how horrible did we feel when we used to be like oh I don't really like this I wouldn't wear this <laughs> now I'm like oh, I just wish I'd have one yeah. more piece of junk that she bought me from the op shop but um yeah. but I yeah I go op shopping now and I feel like that's something that I'm connecting with my mum because it's something we used to like doing together but oh my god before I forget what we should tell joe about the story sorry joe i've got another story to tell you if you've got time oh, tell <laughs> which one the maddie's psychic story oh yes so my sister went to see a psychic and um we were at lunch for sally's we went for lunch for sally's so mum's birthday yeah it was so it was the day that we launched the podcast so we launched good morning on my mum's what would have been my mum's 65th birthday oh. Um, and so it was kind of like, a, you know, we launched it in honour of her and as sort of, oh, yeah, like to, to mark the day. Um, so, yeah, we're sitting there having lunch. Im takes a call from her sister. Yeah. Yeah, my sister called and she's like, oh, what are you up to? I said, I'm just having lunch with Sal. Um, it's her mum's birthday today. And my sister said, oh, what's Sally's mum's name? And I said, um, it's Rose. And she just went, oh, my God, that's really weird. I was like, what? She said, Rose is the name that came up in my sister's psychic reading saying that my mum was with someone called Rose and we couldn't figure out who it was and because my middle name's Rose but I'm like well I'm here so it's not me and but yeah it was so weird and I was like because Sally and I have always thought you know much like what we were speaking about earlier about how they're guiding us and they're setting things in place and they're looking at looking out for us and I just feel like Sally and I were meant to meet in some weird way and they had yeah. handed it and we think that they're together. Absolutely. Yeah. I I always say a, a girlfriend of mine that I've become really good friends with and she lost her mum when she was 15 and we always say our mums brought us together and, you know, they're up there having a cup of tea together and, and it's similar. They're very similar as well. Um and it's just, you know, like, again, we just if we just pull ourselves back and look at the big divine plan mm-hmm. and, you know, the comfort that you've brought to each other as well. So, um, yeah, that's beautiful. What a beautiful story. Yeah, because that, that came to us because we were thinking as well, like, our mums were actually quite similar. They were similar ages. They had similar interests. You know, it was just, it yeah. was weird. They're just the same kind of gentle, caring yeah. nature and... If they were going to be here on this earth, they'd be friends. You know, they'd be mates like Sal and I. So I definitely think that they've connected wherever they are, which is so comforting. Oh, that's really beautiful. What a beautiful thing to have. Jo, one question that I did want to ask was we connect with a lot of women through our Instagram page who have lost their mum and have expressed anxieties about, you know, becoming a mum themselves without having their mum around. Do you have any advice for them any words of wisdom as you have now gone on to have three kids yourself? Yeah, um, and, you know, I can relate to this in some way. Um, my brother, um, my big brother, who I'm very, very close with, and he was extremely close to my mum. And my brother met hadn't, hadn't met his now wife, so mum actually hasn't. I thought it was the worst thing ever that mum died six weeks after me getting married. And they're not meeting my kids, but mum didn't even actually get to even meet Jade, my, my sister-in-law. Um, but they're so connected. They are unbelievably connected. And Jade um, always is buying things that mum liked and would sit in her chair and read reads her book like they've got like a little area for her. And they're beautifully connected. Um, and, they're you know, they're trying for a baby. And, you know, he is just so... He talks to her all the time and he knows and he can see how much my children know mum that he's found comfort in that. But whilst it's difficult at the time to see the silver lining, you know, find that. And I find that meditation helps with this. But if we really change our mind and our thoughts, we can really change our life. So as I've been saying, acknowledge your pain and your grief. But, you know, and don't let it, don't deny it, don't run with it, slow with it, go through the grief storm, especially if you are pregnant or you're considering that. But, you know, 
the universe is our classroom, each other of our students and our teachers. So we're all, you know, we're all just having a, a human experience. So we're all souls. Our mums have never left us. Only in form they have, you know. So they are find comfort that they're here and start slowly with regaining that feeling of their presence here with you. Like I said, with the meditation, with the signs, asking for signs, doing things that they love, doing things that you would you would do with your kids to keep their memory alive. Start doing it yourself, knowing and reminding they're here. And when you know that they're here, they will they will also you, you will then have the confidence to bring that child into the world because you know that they're here. They haven't ever left. And I just, you know, I just want to leave you with this thought. They say the original mind is the child's mind. So our true self that hasn't yet been conditioned, the beautiful innocence and imagination and creativity of a child, that's who we truly are. And when we pass, we return to this. We're no longer in our form. We're no longer in our ego. So our children and, you know, your mum are actually connecting and communicating at the same frequency. And, you know, through your darling children, your your mum will return to you. So find comfort and joy and excitement in this. Um, and that is just something that sits with me and I share with my brother all the time. And, and you know, as I went through having my three children, I just got so excited for labour because I mum returned to me in that moment and a piece of her returned to me. So even though it can be fearful, um, of those things, like I said before, that you you might not be able to do with them in a form basis, in a human experience, shopping, you know, birthdays, graduations, but they just take on a different form in this lifetime for them and for you and find comfort in that and know that, you know, they're already with your beautiful children and, you know, they're going to be with them forever and they're kind of guardian angel. They're lucky. They're so lucky. They're so blessed. They've got somebody else helping along um, their journey with them. Wise so, words. Yeah. Wise, well, wise words. I so feel like speaking to you today has been such a gift, even mm. just for me personally and selfishly. Like I really needed to hear all of these things. Yeah. We haven't stopped nodding and just, yeah. I know we've just been sitting here. Yeah, like, we've been sitting here nodding like, in unison. constantly <laughs> nodding. I mean, like, yes, Joe, yes, yes, <laughs> preach. <laughs> I'm definitely like on the same page. This has just been just so amazing. One last question before you go. How do we do your meditations and where can our listeners find them? Okay, so I'm actually releasing my um, three meditations. I've got four and I've got one for kids. There's four for adults, one for kids. So, and they're under 10 minutes, so they're really quick. Some are only six minutes, so you can start there. So with meditation, the biggest thing is, so for me, I love guided meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So mine are all guided and I've actually done um, one on surrendering and anxiety and it's a beautiful one of um, I just take you through it. So I actually take I take the thinking out for you and I allow you to just put your worry and your stress into the basket and allow your angel to take it away. Um, there's one on inner child healing, um, which is a beautiful one um, for going into ego work and um further into grief and loss and healing and then um there's one on forgiveness and then there's a cord cutting one as well which is really beautiful Ooh, yeah love love a good cord cutting one yeah. that's so important for like negative energies and and things like that yeah isn't it? Yeah. yeah and just it, it's just a matter of finding a moment i do it as soon as i get up sometimes i wake up before the kids sometimes i don't sometimes i just go and put put them on the tv room give them um some yogurt you know, some milk. I'm only in there for 10, 15 minutes. I go and have my celery juice. I come back out and I I go and do my meditation. And I, I either put a guided one on or now I'll sit there and I start with breath. So all my meditations start with breath. Um, when we breathe, we that's our soul. So that's just reminding us to come back. But the biggest thing is, is don't judge. Don't judge if you've got thought coming in. Thought coming in, our brains will never, ever, ever quiet. Because that's our, the hard thing, right? They come, oh, it's fine. They so come judgmental. In. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. So 
it's no different. So if you imagine, you know, a red triangle, now imagine a tree, now imagine a lake. They're just images that are coming into your mind and they're moving to a side. And that's all you've got to do. Wow. If a thought comes in, you know, I've, I've got to do the washing, I've got to do this. Okay. Just view it. Don't attach to it. Let it come. Let it go. And then, you know, by then, you know, your minute probably is up. And then the next day or the week after, start with two minutes. But the guided meditation is lovely because it, it helps you focus on something. And then it gets you really comfortable and calm. And after each meditation, I've given journal prompts as well. So you can just use that time to really connect with yourself and how you're feeling and what you're thinking. But yeah, just don't judge the process. Be calm, breathe. Whenever a thought comes back in, another thing that helps me is just to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in and hold and then release. And And just keep on imagining light around you light in your tummy, light around your, you know, energetic field and gradually and also another reminder is um, thought, thoughts that come in, that's the body's natural way of reducing stress. So don't see it as a negative, see it as a positive. My body is de-stressing and that's okay. So find what feels good. You might find that guided meditation makes you think and makes you not relax. Um, and that's fine, that's okay. Um, or you might find that a mantra works for you. Just find what feels good. And, and we will link to, will it be in your blog for the meditation course? Yes, okay. yes. yes. So I, I've got a variety. It's going to be on the website. It's going to okay. be on my IGTVs and YouTube. So whatever anybody Amazing. Likes. We will link these in our show notes. And where can oh, people you. find you on Instagram? Because you've built such a beautiful community on Insta. So where can people find you? We are, I am um, at Story and Co. So it's Story and and A-N-D, Co. And um, yeah, my website is storyandco.com.au. So yeah, come along and say hi. Beautiful. Joe, yes. you are incredible and so inspiring. And I've just absolutely loved this chat today. Thank you so much for your time. And you're a busy woman. You've got three oh. beautiful kids and a you know, successful business. And so we really appreciate you, you coming on our show. Thank you, Joe. No. It's been so enlightening listening to yeah. you today. And I, I feel like our listeners will take a lot away from this conversation. Im and I certainly have, yeah. I, you know, we've been sitting here nodding our heads. Yeah, I, I feel like in such a good headspace now. I was kind of like, still feeling a bit anxious from last night, but I feel like I'm in such a positive headspace. So I'm sure listeners, you know, hearing this will hopefully, yeah, be feeling the same way. So thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. No, thank you. Thank you for everything, kids. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for inspiring me as well today. And have an amazing day. And I feel like we are going to, this friendship isn't over. (laughs) We're very, very much aligned and we're very similar. So we'll go out for lunch one day. We're all in the same town. Oh, my God, I would love that. We are going to hit you up and hold you to it. (laughs) Please. No. Good. Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Joe. I am floating on a cloud of zen right now. Found a new bestie. She is wonderful. How incredible is she? Just so positive and I just feel I feel so much lighter after this chat. Very, very insightful. I really enjoyed talking to Jo and learning about her spiritual practice and how she connects with her mum because I think, you know, it is an interesting topic to dive into when you've experienced a loss. How do you connect to that person that's passed? And if you're open to it, how do you sort of expand on on that practice? So hopefully listeners maybe took something away from today's chat. Maybe it's even just doing a little bit of meditation and, yeah. Manifesting. And we'll link to Joe's website and resources in the show notes so anyone that is interested in doing her meditations or checking out story and co just click the link in this episode and some more homework for you guys because we're loving giving you homework in this episode is what is your spirit animal think really clearly like whatever it is can be something crazy that you know you're not going to see manifest it put it out there and ask you on the right path and If it happens, come back and tell us. Like, please come and tell us on Instagram. We'd love to hear your stories. Yeah. Give that a try. My, um, so you guys will have heard in the episode that my spirit animal is a sloth. 
So that is what I see when, you know, and it's my guidance. I know I'm on the right path. And when I was um, making pancakes for Muriel, who I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, our elderly neighbour, I walk into her apartment and literally the first thing I see is a little sloth ornament with a Christmas hat on. And I was like, oh my God, him. And then later that day, I FaceTimed my nephew who lives in New Zealand and he was showing me his bunk beds and um, he had like a, you know, new his new room and his, like his um, duvet cover and pillows were sloth. And I said to my husband, like, I'm having a sloth attack today. My spirit animal <laughs> is at large. everywhere. It's crazy. Anyway, guys, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And would love to know if you've enjoyed today's episode. Drop us a DM on Insta. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe on whichever podcast. Po- on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. And don't forget to come follow us on Instagram. We've got a great community there. Find us on Insta at Good Morning Podcast. And if you know someone who might benefit from listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, please spread the word about Good Morning. 